Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, this is Garage Logic Podcast number 97, Feb 12, 2019. 30 below on this day in 1875. I don't remember this. 59 degrees in 1990. This uh, program brought to you by Ralph's Portable Shoe Pickup and Delivery. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Just a few notes before I let you in on what took place in the preparation of podcast number 97. Uh, you know who loves to rub it in? Santaville Jim. I was thinking, oddly enough, thinking about him on my way into work to wonder if he was going to chime in. This small sign hangs proudly along the front steps of our Santaville home. Please take heed. I had it made at the flea market. Sign says, please wipe snow from your shoes before entering. <laughs> and it says, 84 today. Uh, he said, it's pool time. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you Damn. for rubbing it in, Mr. S.J. He's as bad as Royce is on Twitter with rubbing it in. Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey has it figured out. I just got done shoveling for the fourth time in the past week. I find myself having to throw the snow over a higher snowbank than I can remember for several years as it keeps piling up due to our winters getting warmer. Mm. Uh, okay. That's now, right. if the, if the right. winters were not getting warmer, it would be colder, correct? That's it. Oh. See, our winters would be warmer if it wasn't so cold. That's from an MIT guy. That's the yeah. way it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, Jim Dudley said, I'm surprised this link hasn't been made, and he's he's really got it. Uh, every weather report is a power washing of the of nature. How He's so? right. Well, the innocent weather report is being power washed by climate changers. Mm. He's right. He's They're right. Using that to say, look at see, it's not. It's no longer a thunderstorm on the horizon. It's a thunderstorm brought to you by evil man driving uh, SUVs. But that's where they stop. The and- weather's been power washed. Yeah, the climate's been power washed. That's a great point. The climate has been power washed. Every weather every weather forecast has been power washed. But the difference between what you say and what the uh, alarmists say is the alarmists say it's changing because of man. You're saying it's changing because of nature. 
Uh, and uh, St. Paul, I don't know about Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul will get around to uh, plowing at 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, it seems to me that the city of St. Paul, I don't know about Minneapolis, what the pattern they've fallen into is they let a second snowfall uh, fall on top of a preceding snowfall, which yes. they don't plow. Mm-hmm. And then you're faced with these side streets that are impassable. I realize they got to get out and do your main, what we call your arteries. Uh, I don't even know if those are done yeah. efficiently. Oh, They're yeah. waiting till 9 tonight? 9 to 9. Yeah. Well, it's 50% chance snow through 8 o'clock tonight. <clears throat> but I've not done space management yet. I have. And, of course, this um, at 9 o'clock at night, everybody's at home. So your cars are all parked in front of your house or wherever. But how does that make the roads usable during the today if you're going to wait till 9 p.m.? doesn't. But there's, that, uh, there's, don't they have, see that as a problem? We have a... Um, we have to organize quite a few, uh, you know, poetry readings at the library. Sure. And things of that nature. Well, South St. Paul's got it down to a science. Mm-hmm. Plowed immediately in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's uh, probably Mayor Francis's uh, doing. I don't know what the what the people claim about that. Uh, this is from the Detroit Free Press dated yesterday. What's today? The 12th? 12. Remember a couple of years ago we had a guy on from UMD? Uh, concerning his concern about declining lake levels in Lake Superior. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously the culprit was you-know-what. Right. And uh, boat landings were dry. and, and uh, We were very concerned uh, about the, the shallow. Shipping might have been, uh, was going to be impacted because mm-hmm. uh, the big gitchy gumi was losing so much water. That was just a few years ago, wasn't it, man? It was. It was. I remember that man. Do, and you, that, do you remember him? I don't remember his name, though. What do you think his name was? Jim. Okay. <laughs> this is from the Detroit News yesterday. Great Lakes water levels le- levels will be higher than normal, and some may approach record levels for the summer boating season. It's funny, isn't it, the way nature takes care of itself? It's funny that we... That we're, we were losing the Great Lakes five years ago, yep. four years ago. Yep. Drying out. And now they say Lake Superior is already near record high levels and by May could reach a record that was set in the mid-1980s, according to a six-month forecast. Lake Erie could reach record highs in late spring. Lake Michigan, Huron, and St. Clair won't break records but are expected to be above normal, according to the Army Corps of Engineers. Higher levels, of course, we can't we can't be happy about this. No, right, no. Right. We're, We're not happy. Because higher levels can mean more erosion, less beach, and less room to pass under bridges. I just had a a major light bulb go off in my head. Boom! I saw the uh, I saw the light. We are so spoiled. We meaning how spoiled are we? Western society, okay. American society. We're so spoiled that there seems to be an undercurrent of thought that everything should be perfect. In other words. They were crying, these scientists were crying, these UMD professors were crying that we're losing the Great Lakes. Due to the, 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 uh, the harbors are too shallow. Mm-hmm. Now nature comes along and replenishes the lakes, as nature does. Right. Now they're saying, well, that could mean, uh, we could mean uh, uh, the harbors have too much water in them. What it's about- like the woman who wrote the letter to the editor yesterday. She no longer experiences the Four Seasons. She experiences inconveniences brought to her by climate change. <laughs> and now it's the same thing here. 
It's it's shouldn't it be great news that these lakes are being replenished? Uh, are are we entitled to beaches? We might have to dredge the harbors. Oh, I'm sorry. No, this will prevent the need for dredging the harbors. No, you won't be able to go under the bridge because the the water's too high. I had a thought. What, what publication is that coming from, Joe? Detroit Free Pro, uh, yeah. Detroit News. I'm shocked. <laughs> An editor didn't go, you know, maybe we shouldn't publish this. This mm-hmm. isn't fitting the narrative here. Lake levels dependent yeah. on precipitation and evaporation have recovered substantially from January 2013. That's when we probably were talking to the guy. I bet. Six years ago. When lakes here on Michigan set record lows, Lake Superior is just two inches below its record high February level, and Lake Erie is seven inches below its record this month. This is according to the Army Corps. The above normal lake levels are happening despite the Great Lakes area getting below average rain in January and December. So not, it's all gibberish. Too me- much water Nature's in the lake. running on its own clock. Do they mention January of 2013? No. Not they, don't, they don't mention a month. You, you read a date, Jan- uh, 2013, but I didn't know if you read a... January 2013. Okay, during the break, I'm going to go back and see. I'll go check the notes. Okay. Yeah. Just to see if we remember what we, the... Uh, you just want to know was. if his name was Jim. Yeah. I'll well, we Jim. might not have had the guy on January somewhere in there. Somewhere close, though, I bet. 2013. He was, yeah, he was yapping his flapper. Leave this. Leave your desk right, right now and go it. get the show notes for January of 2013. The show notes, ladies and gentlemen, are a written compendium of all of the uh, odds, <laughs> bits, and pieces that we did on the show, and I've compiled them since the mid to late 90s. And we didn't know what to do with them transferring to podcasts, but I got the bright idea of, well, let's bring them here. Well, why not? For a reference point. And so they're all categorized in uh, rookie hazardous mitts. Let me try it. Give it to me. Uh, It starts with 2013. It starts with 2013. Uh, You might have to filter. I bet it also starts with January. Uh, You know what 2013 started with? The great correspondence we had with a guy named Sean Erickson uh, relating the story about uh, either his dad or his granddad getting a pocket knife. And his wife looked up from her bed of pregnancy and said, you had to buy the knife. (laughs) Caught him in the 48-hour room. This is not going to be as uninteresting uh, as you think. Uh, okay, DNR employee? No, no. Po- okay, Ruck, I better I better let you do it so I just don't sit here and, okay. and babble on. Uh, Those were some pretty good shows in 2013. Uh, yeah, I'm going to let you do this. Okay, I've gotten as far as February 8th. Maybe I missed it in January, but it was in, it was in January of 2013 that uh, dire predictions were being made for the Great Lakes, only to discover today that they're record, approaching record highs. And uh, for that, I think we should be, uh, I think we should be grateful. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Earlier today, I called a fellow named Alexander Bourne uh, to invite him on the podcast. Okay. And he said, I have to check with my campaign manager. He is running for a city council seat in St. Paul. I'm familiar with this gentleman. Ward 6, Dan Bostrom's seat that he surrendered in December. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and this fellow's name is Alexander Bourne, and uh, uh, he had some questions as to who I was and who I work for, and and okay. uh, I explained it. Reavers is witness to all mm-hmm, this, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> couldn't have been more polite. And and uh, but then he said, uh, "Where else are you?" I said, "Pioneer Press," and that seemed to. Uh, uh, cause him to take a step back okay. because uh, the Pioneer Press has now written two pieces about him, mm-hmm. and they're not at all flattering. Right. Uh, in, Which is in, why it caught all of our attention. In the initial story that I—in our initial discovery of this young man named Alexander Bourne, that was written uh, January 25th in the Pioneer Press. Mm-hmm. And we learned that, yes, he's a candidate uh, for uh, city council in Ward 6, uh, but it, and he's uh, at the age of uh, 25. He was incarcerated in Orleans Parish Prison down in Louisiana, awaiting trial on multiple theft charges involving more than a dozen victims, according to an article published by the New Orleans Advocate in October of 2015. Uh, a year earlier, New Orleans Magazine had featured Bourne on the cover its, of its People to Watch issue, mm-hmm. uh, highlighting him as a young go-getter, a young entrepreneur. He had uh, created some sort of company where he would go to the homes of busy, well-to-do people and pick up their shoes, and then he would clean them. Okay, shine them up or repair them or whatever. Repair them, clean them, uh, and and, uh, take them back. He's now 29. Uh, He said, I did that with $156, said born 29, who grew up in St. Paul but headed south for college. I didn't have any financial resources to leverage. Uh, So... uh, in 2015, he was the subject of a, a story in the Times-Picayune, which chronicled his effort to fight felony theft charges. He was charged with 15 counts, four counts of felony theft, nine counts of misdemeanor theft, and two felony counts of unauthorized use of a movable object. And his uh, explanation is he had a wealthy client whose wife didn't get her shoes back on time. He said the experience has given him special sensitivity to the plight of the formerly incarcerated. He said, they just ran me through the system for four years. That's not implausible. That might have happened to him. Okay. On January 31, 2018, following four years of legal proceedings, Bourne agreed to plead guilty to a single count of misdemeanor theft under 750 bucks, was sentenced to 30 days in jail and a suspended sentence in order to pay two grand in victim restitution. Prosecutors agreed to drop the other theft charges. Uh, and then in July of 2015, Bourne wrote on Facebook, referring to himself in the third person, that he had become overwhelmed with his business and failed to return a single pair of shoes to the wife of a prominent attorney, and and he thinks that's what got him in trouble. Hmm. He was arrested on October 12, 2011, on suspicion of sexual assault, but prosecutors declined to press charges in light of insufficient evidence. Court records show Bourne has no criminal history in Minnesota beyond petty misdemeanor traffic and parking. He does not sit on any civic boards and said he is not currently employed. Uh, On his campaign website, uh, he lists among his priorities ensuring that children under the age of five receive free preschool and child care, free public transportation to teens who attend school, partnering with labor unions to create a fund to draw workers of color into the trades, and banning questions about criminal history on rental housing applications. Okay, so I've, I've, been, I've hung on to this article. Uh, Quite a past, huh? Since January 25th, thinking the opportunity might come up uh, to... And I, I Literally, all I want to ask him is, 
Who are you? Why are you? Why are you running for city council? I, I gather he's a native of the of St. Paul. I'd like to know where he went to high school. That was my next question. Uh, why did he leave here? Uh, he, why are you, what can you possibly bring to the table? Uh, help us understand why you're a viable candidate for city office. Right. What are your hot buttons? You have, you know, of course, uh, pre-K and children and education. Yeah, but city council really doesn't. They don't really get involved with that, do they? Uh, no. To a great extent. No. So. He said, what number should I call you back? And I got to talk to my campaign manager. And uh, I said, well, the number that came up on your screen, and he rattled it off, and I didn't really write it down. In other words, there's a phone next to my computer there, and I'm not sure what the incoming telephone number is to that phone, but I can explain that. Okay. I so do. we didn't hear from him, and I thought, well, maybe, maybe, I, maybe he does not have the correct number. So we got the number. I called Reaver's cell phone. Mm-hmm. From that phone, up came the number. I wrote it down. I called this guy back, and for the second time, got an answering machine. Okay. In other words, he picked up the phone the first time I called him today. Yep. And the second time I called, answering machine. Third time I called to offer him uh, what he the number he might not possibly have, answering machine. Well, obviously, he's not going to call. Because whoever his campaign manager is, is going to say, well, that's Pioneer Press. Stay away from them. Yeah, no, you don't need that. What well, I love about that, too, is... What was that noise? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll wow. take care of that. Yeah. What I love about that is usually they wait until they hold office to not get back to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this is a new thing <laughs> Well, here's the reason I called him today. Because yeah. I said, I, I kept this initial article from January 25th. Right. Uh, but I... I was waiting for an even better reason to call. Well, over the weekend, he came up into the news again. And uh, this was published uh, yesterday in the Pioneer Press. Uh, Is he running uh, for a higher office now? A man running for St. Paul City Council told police a fellow candidate assaulted him, and he demanded they arrest her over the weekend. Hmm. This is according to a police report. Interesting. When an officer told Alexander Bourne he would not arrest Danielle Swift, Bourne was extremely upset and stated, guess what? If I have anything to do with the city council, you're not going to get more officers, the report said. Mm. You know why? Because you can't even adequately do your job with the officers you have. He's he's lipping off to the cops wow, at this point. Wow, good start, All huh? Right? Welcome. Board said Monday that he absolutely disagrees with various parts of the police report, and he would like to see the body camera footage. All right. Oh, my God. Bourne and Swift are among five who are running for the Ward 6 City Council seat in the fall. Dan Bostrom held that seat for 20 years. He stepped down at the end of 2018. Unfortunately. Let me pause and introduce a personal note. This this was my high school stomping grounds. This is Payne, Phelan, Hayden Heights. This this was the, the... the training grounds for every kid I played hockey with. This mm-hmm. this was the this is the tried and true East Side. If you want to look at the East Side, I would call this the northern half of the East Side. Okay, right as yeah. opposed to the southern half of the right. East Side. Uh, and long history of solid middle class blue collar families yes. and uh, the beautiful Como, uh, I mean Phelan Park mm-hmm. and Lake and what have you. All right, now I'm done with the personal interjection. Mm. He's letting you in, people. 
Bourne and Swift are among five who are running for the Ward 6 council seat. On Saturday at 8.30 p.m., police responded to the area of Earl Street and Cook Avenue after receiving a report that a male and female were outside the residence uh, arguing and throwing things at each other. Huh. All right. This is according to the police. Bourne was yelling, take her expletive to jail. Uh, what I don't know what the expletive would be. ASS, maybe? Most likely. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking excrement. Whatever. Take her to jail, the report said. Swift was inside her residence. Police did not see any physical injuries on board. Mm. An officer noted a small footprint-sized dent on Bourne's driver's side door that was left by a kick. But its distinct marking matched the prints that Bourne was making while walking around in the snow. <laughs> The only thing I could think of is no. that old that that trick that's been going around. Uh, it's gone. It's gone viral. Where you take your shoes, you take a pair of shoes, and you make oh yes. shoe prints on the on the uh, trunk lid of a car in the snow, and then you take a bottle of Mountain Dew <laughs> yes. and you pour it on the window, so it looks like somebody uh, oh, stood on your trunk and relieved yes. themselves. Yes. Or could Bourne have gone out and said? No, I know what that shoe is. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of them in the trunk. <laughs> it ain't that shoe. Right, right. Oh. You know, the shoes. Uh, an investigator reviewed the case on Monday and determined a crime had not been committed. He wrote in a report that officers used a great deal of patience for more than an hour with Bourne, who refused numerous requests for a statement. All right. This is the guy who wants so this, this. So let's just cut to the chase. This is who runs for office. Yeah. This is what we're left with. So the cops were saying, here, give, let's, let's get a statement down here. And he's, no, no, I don't want to do a statement. Bourne said Monday that he has video and audio recording of much of this incident with Danielle, and he attempted to give it to police, but they wouldn't view any of it. I'm not sure I believe that. Sergeant Mike Ernster, a police spokesman, said Monday that if Bourne wants to prove uh, wants to provide video evidence of an assault or any crime committed, he is free to do so. Swift told police she had not assaulted Bourne nor had she damaged his vehicle. By the way, she's a new one to me. I've never heard of Danielle Swift, but she's also a city council candidate. Right. I don't think it's as rough as it sounds, she said Monday. Alexander is trying to tear me down. He's pissed off because I would not work on his campaign. He's pissed off because I, I'm quoting this directly. Okay. I'm not using interjecting that word on my own. He's pissed off because I'm running too. I reached out to him as a constituent. On Saturday, Bourne told an officer that Swift invited to buy him a drink. He then invited her to go with him to a fundraiser. Couldn't Let be. me stop right there. <laughs> I'm trying to get a cartoon bubble of the fundraiser. Right. I'm seeing... Uh, what, what fundraiser? I'm seeing a lot of red solo cups. What What fundraiser? What the hell fundraiser? You, what? Uh, she declined. He dropped her off. Swift, however, told police that Bourne was full of bleep, and he invited her to go out for a drink to strategize. She stated that because she announced that she would be running for city council, he's trying to publicly sabotage me. An officer wrote he could smell alcohol on Bourne, and he was slurring his speech. He told the officer he consumed an unknown amount and type of alcoholic beverage. Hmm. Didn't know what he, what he had there. Huh. On Monday, Bourne told the Pioneer Press he had not been drinking. A police report said he initially would not provide police with his ID so the officer could take a statement because he felt the police had wrongfully accused him of drinking. Unfortunately, I was a victim of physical assault and property damage caused by Danielle Swift, Bourne said. 
I am confident that law enforcement will choose the proper course of action. Let me wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, and it, this concludes with the fact that he did operate that shoe repair business in New Orleans that was once celebrated by media there, but that he later fell, faced felony theft charges when customers complained he failed to bring their shoes back. The charges were later reduced to a single count of misdemeanor theft to which he pled guilty. I, I really wanted to talk to him, and uh, he's apparently got a campaign manager who uh, is not going to uh, not going to allow him to talk to us. Okay, uh, Danielle Swift uh, is listed on LinkedIn. Yeah, go back to the beginning, to the top of that, please. Yep. Uh, she's a community organizer. Well, that means she's unemployed. <laughs> and that's her community. Go, organizer? go back to the top, please. I'm not done reading. Oh. Please. Uh, She's with the East Side Development Company, Frogtown Neighborhood Association. Uh, why is she running in District Six? That's District Seven. No, I'm, we're, she's not. Uh, she's not running. Oh, that. did I imply that she was running in District Six? She's she's a city council candidate, but not from Bourne's district. Apparently, correct. She's a different. She's Frogtown, which is probably oh. why he was upset that she so wasn't both of the them campaign. could then represent the city council. Yeah, you could have both these people. Wow. Yeah. Good luck to. Uh, Good luck Saint to you Paul. all in St. Paul. To those that live in St. Paul, I wish you the any, best. Any more information on her, Rook? On, you have the big screen up, which is very helpful. To the, she's an experienced community organizer, Eastside Neighborhood Development Company, community organizer, Frogtown Neighborhood Association. Uh, she was a real estate mortgage closer at Highway Federal Credit Union. Uh, skills and endorsements. Uh, join LinkedIn to see her skills and endorsements. I'm not going to. Right. I think View Danielle good. Swift profile. It just is going burgundy on it. Right. Uh, to what? <laughs> I you, love lamp. I uh, have. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm reading the cue cards, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that, that gives us a little background. She used to be in the mortgage business, and then now go to she's that. Rip, go go back to the pictures. Click over to the picture on the far right. The far right. The far right. Right there. Click on that. See what comes up. Uh, what's it say? Does that that his name is uh, uh, David uh, Ro- Rosenfeld? Rosenfeld. He's running in Ward Three, and he was nominated by the Socialist Workers Party. Oh. And he's very concerned about American presence in Iraq. Okay. Would you please help me understand? Yep. Maybe we could call him someday. <clears throat> How is that going to get our streets plowed? How is that going to solve? I don't our- give a bleep that you you little commie that you're worried about Iraq. How are you going to, why would you, how could you possibly represent the city of St. Paul any more than Bourne or Swift? Who are these people? I don't know who these people are. (laughs) David? What the hell is going on? (laughs) God almighty. We got that going for us. This is unbelievable. But it goes back to what we've been discussing for months, if not years. What? The people what? that are qualified to do this don't want to deal with the BS. No. They just they just don't. I know, and Rook would know the same crowd I'm talking about, you know, nativity dads and whatnot. Yep. I know 10 guys, 50, 20. I know 20 guys who would have the right idea about representing everybody. In the city of St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Not a one of them has an interest in running. No, no. Well, that's not all good. What is going to happen to our republic? We're already seeing that the political life is appealing to people who see it as a career and a means of getting a paycheck, and they're using their their uh they're using the politics of identity to get elected. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, there's 20 people running for city council seats in St. Paul, <laughs> and they're all invariably, they're either a Socialist Workers Party or they're this guy born who we're trying to figure out, or they're women who say they've been oppressed for too long in this country. It's all politics of identity. What is going to happen to the republic when it's already happened? It has. Uh, it's already happened. <clears throat> Uh, Alexandria Occasional Cortex, uh, she won a seat in New York because who in the hell was going to run? We, right, we have people turned, were disinterested. We've turned over politics to a growing political class, many of whom we can't identify with, nor can they identify with us. How did, how did we lose that? Because of the... It's a great question. It's got to be linked to the mystery, uh, because we've been losing it for years and years and years and years. The this Barb didn't happen overnight. of Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, you know, and careful what you wish for. Some of the people that used to be on the St. Paul or Minneapolis City Council, you might wish that they would come back, because at least they understood the big picture and well, weren't just one or two. What have I told you about that? It's a, it's a dreadful uh, observation I've made, but I'm afraid it's true. With each new, let's just leave it to at mayor. Okay. We can apply it to city council. <clears throat> With each new mayor, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, you will invariably lament the loss of the previous mayor. <laughs> well, think about it. I never thought I'd want Chris Coleman back. Chris Coleman is Winston Churchill compared to Melvin Carter. Melvin Carter is going to be Winston Churchill compared to the next guy or gal. The, we, the, the tax-paying public has let this go. The tax-paying public is apparently satisfied... Uh, to continue to live and work and pay the exorbitant taxes, might it get to a point where there would be a, a rebellion among the taxpayers, or, do, or or would they just vote with their feet? I probably vote. They'd probably vote with their feet. Because I've often I've often thought, what would happen if you could get ten thousand people in St. Paul? to sign a to sign an agreement? It's mm-hmm. not a petition because there's nothing to to, to submit a petition about. But what if you could get 10,000 people, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Phoenix, wherever you're closest to the country's tallest buildings, and you say, we are not paying our property taxes until, and then you come up with the list of representative values that you would like to see expressed. And they, I suppose the legitimate answer from the poli- from the political class is, well, you had your chance at the ballot box to vote for your, for your values. And they, they'd be right. I didn't vote for Melvin. I voted for Pat Harris, for example. Right. Pat Harris is a flaming liberal compared to me. Right. But he's a flaming conservative compared to Melvin Carter. Right. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, How about if everybody withheld their property tax payments until there was a uh, market improvement in snow plowing? Whether that meant buying new plows, devoting more resources to it, and that means uh, ending some other entitlement programs to get back to the basics of what the people paying the bills actually need. But here's what it falls back on. Who's going to be that point person to forget about their career, forget about their job, and this becomes their sole focus? Much like people that are out there working, actually contributing to society, they don't want to leave that life to go run for office because it's not advantageous for them to do so. 
No, we... Uh, I think you're right, though. It's going to get progressively worse, and then there's going to be a pack of them on... Plug in any town, by the way, folks. This doesn't. This isn't unique to Minneapolis and St. Paul. You can plug in North Carolina or wherever. It's going to be too late. But this doesn't reflect conservative thought. This only reflects progressive thought. Right. When and that's that's the danger. Because they'll start uh, making these um, city uh, statutes that oh you can't do this or uh, the. Um, you know, plug in whatever you want. And I got news for both of you. As long as the big guy is still in the big chair in the White House, we're going to see even more of this. Mm-hmm. Trickle down from, from you know, the federal to the state to the to the city level. Well, getting back to Alexander Bourne, uh, I, I would have enjoyed talking to him. I, I, and I would have, you know, maybe I've been rolling my eyes on a few occasions uh, talking to him, but I was more than willing. To, to literally and to seriously inquire of him, what motivates you? Why do you think you can be representative of that uh, a traditional old St. Paul neighborhood? Did you grow up in that neighborhood? Did you go to Johnson High School? Right, that's what I'd like Did to you know. go to Hill? What, <clears throat> tell us your story. Why you, you, You've had this rough experience in, in Louisiana where you uh, felt that you were put unfairly through the judicial system. And you've came out the other side now in your home, and you want to run. You want to represent a, a great big chunk of the city of St. Paul. You want to represent the entirety of Ward Six. Why? I, he deserves the public that answer, but he, he won't get it by hearing me interview him. And I, I would like to hear that because think of all of the brand new um, restaurants that are on. Payne Avenue. It's amazing you got this back to food. Right, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Brunson's Pub. I know Ward Six uh, <laughs> closed up, but but he would have to be uh, very fiduciary minded. He would have to uh, new business. New it can't all be programs where we're taking money out. You need to lure people but that, in. That that seems to be what what his platform is: free, free childcare, free daycare, free preschool, free rides. Uh, I got news for you, Alexander. The, the kids aren't paying to ride light rail now, so I don't know how you're going to make it freer. Anyway, I'll keep trying. If I call him from a different number, he'll answer. He's now alerted to not answering from the, the number here in the KSDP broadcast studios. Yeah. So I'll call him from a different number. Right. Mine's and then and at, least, at least get him to answer me, why won't you come on? Yeah, I, I think, especially, think of the exposure he could get. By, by talking, not just to Garage Logic, but to the media. Don't you love it when I can return to sanity and tell you about Federated Insurance? Yeah. Calm me down here, yeah. Federated Insurance Mutual, uh, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, they tailor the insurance programs to your individual businesses and industries. Casualty in life, disability income, business to business, select industries. It's amazing. It's amazing because their marketing reps are the best in the business because they get to know you, the business owner, and they can customize the coverage for your needs. Uh, Driving, for example. Wow. In weather like this, they'll talk to you about auto liability. Worried about a cyber attack? You might need data compromise coverage. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. We've been in touch with... Uh, federated now for years and years and years. Great friends of the show. They're in Owatonna, Minnesota. They're the best in the business. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. So that's one hour already. Yeah, let's wrap it up, bro. 
We're wrapping it up right now. Come back for more Garage Logic. Check us out online. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, go to garagelogic.com and poke around a little bit. Listen to some of the other podcasts that we've done. And please rate us on Apple iTunes. I love to hear feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. Apple iTunes, give us a rating. We'll be back for more Garage Logic podcast version.